Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life transformation and human design coach who supports others on their own personal growth journeys. This show is all about rediscovering and reinventing who we are, and we are going to talk about it all. From wellness, spirituality, self-empowerment, energy, self-realization, sobriety, mental health awareness, literally anything that can help us along on our own self-project journeys. So let's dive right in. I want to welcome to the show today, Marisa Gowdy. She is an author, scholar, storytelling teacher, and energy healer who teaches women how to embody and tell their own sovereign stories. She is the founder of the online community, the Sovereign Writer Circle, and the creator of the hashtag Seven Magic Words Project. Marisa helps healers, coaches, creative entrepreneurs, and transformation professionals of all kinds tell their authentic stories, and build their businesses using her sovereign storytelling method. So she's going to tell us more about all of this, and I am really excited and really glad that you're on the show with us today, Marisa. Do you mind just kind of introducing yourself and telling us more about you? Well, Christy, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to um, you know spend some time with you, and I love the whole mission of your podcast. And, um, you know, I come here as sort of a three-part identity person, as the mother who is home with kids right now, um, as the entrepreneur who is sorting out how to do the practical magic in the world, um, and as, you know, the woman finding her way. And so it's, it sounds like that's so much of what you do here. So that's just um, really at the heart of my own work too. Um, you know, I'm a writer, I'm an author. I find my way through words um, because that's always kind of been my original gift and my original sense of like, oh, this is who I am in the world. And I know that's a deep blessing in and of itself. You know, occasionally there's those of us who get the lightning bolts at age six, and then there's others who get it at 66, and there's others who get it all along the way. Um, and every way is good, of course. And it's just that sense of sometimes when you know, you get to help people try their own magic on in this way too. So, you know, I, um, I call myself a story healer and a word, witch and a writing coach, the writing coach is the least fun way to say it, but sometimes we need the way of, you know, putting it into the world that is, um, you know, palatable at the chamber of commerce meetings. And then, We, we don't go to those anymore. So now since we're online, we can just be like, so yeah, I'd like to talk to you about magic and word witchery and your se- your search for sovereignty. And yeah, I'm a writing coach. If you have to go tell your husband that you hired me to do something <laughs> practical. Um, <laughs> but I think we get, we get to, we have to, we are all of those different things because we thrive when we are able to not be off in fantasy land, wishing that everything was all unicorns and sparkles and not getting mired in this is nasty and hard and everything is work. Yeah, It's about marrying the two and being in the bothness that that's where the joy is. And that's where the real success is. Oh, I love that you brought that up. Um, Marrying the bothness. That's a great term, a great way to put it. Um, and I also just love 
um, that you're mentioning, like your writing journey can start at any point. The magic can come alive for you. Like you were saying at six or at 66, because I can tell you for myself, since I was a young girl, like I've just loved books and mm-hmm. I've wanted to write, but I have some kind of block there that I'm getting over it. But I just look at people like you, just people who are writing and doing it. And it's just so inspirational. So I love that you, you bring up um, it doesn't matter where you're at on your journey. And even too, if you have a block kind of like I do feeling like, who am I to write? I don't think that I could write something. I think, don't you feel like everybody has a story to tell? Everybody has something inside of them. Yes. Because, you know, we've made writing into that thing that the teacher when we were six or when we were in sixth grade turned into something heavy or dark or impossible. Right. And yet all of us have, as our birthright, have access to stories and we all use words. Mm -hmm. So whether or not it's coming through as like, I am super excited about the way I constructed this particular sentence, or it's about saying like, I am pulling through some sort of idea and because I'm a human being and because we are languaged beings, I'm going to use words for it. That in and of itself is powerful and magical. And we all do have access to that, regardless of literacy, regardless of you know education level, regardless of the stories and the evil critic that we're carrying around inside our heads. So that's actually, I love that you mentioned that because where, you know, and that's why I lean into storytelling rather than just writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been really leaning to, into this in general and kind of thinking about you know, the vibration and the resonance of the words we use and the ways that we communicate. And so often that's the, that's the place where the healing happens. That's where the blocks are. It doesn't have anything to do with like, whether or not you think I'm a good writer. Mm-hmm. When we get free of that and we can just start going to the, the essence and the meaning, because the writing's always just the vehicle. Mm-hmm. As much as I love words and poetry and literature, Writing's just the vehicle for that good stuff of the human yeah. essence and that timeless message. essence that wants to get communicated. Mm-hmm. I love that you bring that up. Yeah, because even even podcasting this way that we're doing it right now is a form of storytelling. Like you said, writing's just the vehicle in this case where we're storytelling the podcast or the microphones or the audio is the vehicle. Yeah. So that's really cool. So cool. So I also want to point on, you have a really unique way that you go about like helping other others with their writing. And this has to do um, with like your sovereignty. I, I, there's some stuff in there, like you've learned about, you've worked with like the sovereignty goddess, right? And a little bit about um, kind of Celtic and Irish folklore. I would just love to hear more about kind of your background with that and a little bit more about like what you studied, what you learned and just just because I'm fascinated by it. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited that you're fascinated by it. Thank you. Um, So let's just back up because that word sovereignty is tricky and it's magical. Um, And I want us to remember the magical part because we think about it and it comes across as political and statecrafty and, you know, and especially in 2020, it can have a connotation to it. I am writing about it from this timeless sense of, um, and, and it's timeless and it's also incredibly timely because individual sovereignty, especially as women who have been so accustomed to getting along and fitting in and pleasing everybody else, so much of individual sovereignty is that can be boiled down to that sense of like, you know, remember to put your oxygen mask on first before you put it on 
the kids beside you. Mm-hmm. It's that sense of you cannot pour from an empty cup. You need to be fulfilled and have something to give before you get into chronic overgiving. So that's one of the reasons why I'm drawn to it for women today. And that image even of the, the cup of thinking about, you know, having to pour from an empty cup, it that image itself um, is part of the sovereignty myth. So um, in the ancient Celtic world, the land itself was sacred. The land itself was mother, was divine female. And they saw the land embodied by this goddess, by this divine woman who was at once the land itself and could walk the earth. So, you know, this is the, I remember when my, my college professor is saying once, Celtic myth outweirds the weird. And that's why they haven't made like Marvel style movies out of it because it's like, wait, she's all, she's the land and she's the goddess and she's the hag and she's the gorgeous princess. Yes. And guess what? So are we like, that's like, like we start our conversation, like the bothness, the marriage of the bothness. She's that she's all of our facets, all the roles. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. Like all the facets. Yeah. So um, the sovereignty goddess has a role in which when the land needs a new ruler, she would go and essentially help to pick the new king. Now, of course, this is very heteronormative. This is, you know, this is the days of men were men and women were women and gods were gods and goddesses were goddesses. So we take that into the mix, understanding that, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we shift and change the stories for today, but she would go and choose the man who would be king. And oftentimes she would appear to him as an old hag by a well. Mm. And she would say, you can have the water that you need, but you must kiss me first. And in that process, he was proving that he could look beyond immediate appearances. And he could say, I see the glimmer in her eyes. Or it's even that sense of like, I'm going to put aside my human ew factor and say, but I need water in order to survive. That it's also important in a ruler to say, like, I'm going to, you know, what's what's really most important here? When he kisses her, if he chooses to kiss her, not only does he get the water, she turns into the beautiful young sovereignty goddess. Mm -hmm. And with her at his side, he can go and take the kingship. So there's a lot of complicated stuff we won't go through in terms of relationship. And it's because because. Sovereignty is always about interconnection. Like we cannot understand it as like, I'm sovereign. I'm my own island. I've got mine. I'm going to sit at the beach. It's instead, it's part of the reason why I named my book, The Sovereignty Not. We are in search of our own sovereignty in order to be in relationship with other people and not lose ourselves. And in order to say, as a sovereign being, somebody who, you know, feels rooted into the earth and into her own sense of spirit and into her creativity and into who she is, I can offer this to others. I can offer this to my children. I can offer this to the people that I work with. I can offer it to the soccer moms in the field next to me. I can figure out how to be more present in my own marriage and in my own partnership because this is all part of a really big dance. Oh my gosh. It really is. And I love that you bring in. So it's just like 
it's coming back to that concept that, yeah, we all are one. We're all part of the same consciousness. We're all coming from the same place. But yeah, we get get into these bodies and we get into our lives and we get into the day-to-day and you can start feeling so disconnected from each other. So mm-hmm. I love that you yeah. that you bring it in this way, um, like the sovereignty goddess. That sounds beautiful because it's it's like a version of sovereignty goddesses in each of us, you know? Is, is like yeah, and I, and we have a permission to embody those. Like, I don't necessarily go down that sense of like, we're all goddesses. I think if that's helpful for you, yeah. that's awesome. But I think we can sometimes lose track of like, you don't need to be a goddess because you know what's really cool? Being a human being. Uh, like yeah. that in and of itself is a container for divinity. Mm. We get to be that. Um and then I kind of break it further and I th- talk about the archetypes of the princess, the queen, and the wise woman, because we carry all three of those within us all the time as well. As an alternative, you may have heard of that idea of maiden, mother, and crone, right? That's mm-hmm. that way that they've used to describe the female life cycle, which is beautiful, but it's really linear. Yeah. It says, first you're this, then you're that, then you're the old crone and, you know, maybe you could knit me a shawl instead of, because there isn't necessarily the power in the elderhood when, you know, crone as terminal destination. Instead, what if we can look at the princess, the queen, and the wise woman are these energies we have within us at all times throughout life. And they themselves are part of, well, it's the... It's the Celtic knot that I have on the uh, right here on the book. Um, you know, it's that sense of a three-pointed Celtic knot that we get to move between these three facets of identity. Um, that you know, you always get access to your young, adventurous, sexy princess self. You always have access to your clear-headed, competent caregiving queen self. And you always have access to your still wise, wise woman self who, you know, she's both deeply reverent and spiritual and she will laugh her rear end off at the state of the world because she's seen it all and she's not going to react. I love it. She's instead going to be in the flow and be in the wisdom. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love how you break it down like that. Um, because we do think of it, it almost as a linear process because it almost sounds mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're going from one thing kind of like aging, like, Oh, you're going mm-hmm. from, like you said, the princess to the queen to the old crone. And I love that you just say that we have access to that all the time. It's not linear. Like we're carrying that with us the whole time through yeah. the linear process. We're carrying all of this with us. I love that. So tell us more about your book. So do you talk more in your book about um, just what you're sharing with us today? I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So the book is a combination of my own stories um, because I want to, you know, because I can share my, because I share my story, I open the doors for others to share theirs. That's so much of my work and, and knowing that when we can really be honest about this is what I went through. This is why this is important. This is the moment when this came through others get to do that as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a mix of that. And there's a mix of, you know, getting into some of the detailed stories about different Irish goddesses. Um, You know, like there's Bridget, who was both the original goddess and the saint. And I'm telling both sides because I myself, um, you know, grew up as an Irish Catholic kid in Cape, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And here I am today. And I am 
definitely not hanging out at church anymore. And yet it's still really part of me and part of my ancestral story because now I am merging that what I've learned from the saint and what I've learned from the goddess because it's that full mix of all the different pieces. Um, and then the book also contains writing prompts because I um, have been leading a writing community for so long. And I know that through writing, we do the discovery work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's one thing to read a book and it's another thing to say at the end of each chapter, I've been invited to look at my own story and how it's illuminated from this. So I try to offer the best of all the worlds, I guess, in that sense of personal story and mythology. And here, try this yourself. And help. Yeah. Those are my favorite kind of books. The chance where you get to hear somebody else's story, because again, I love mm -hmm. to hear other people. I love storytelling. So I love to hear people's stories and, you know, how they've triumphed. But I also love, like you said, at the end, it gives you a chance to reflect like, oh, here's where I connected with the author, you know, throughout this chapter, throughout this mm -hmm. story. How does this play into my life? What's coming up for me? How am I feeling about this? Because I had a similar experience. So I just love when you can also deep dive what's coming up for yourself. And especially when the author just like walks you through it, because you could do that with any book, you could, you know, deep dive any book in the way that it's making you feel. But when you actually have the author, like walking you through it, stopping you and saying, okay, now we're going to examine how you feel. I think right. that that's just like an extra special touch. It just has a little more, I don't know, personal to it, I think. So I love that. Where could we find your book at if we want to purchase it? Um, uh, if you go, buy it through my website at marisagowdy.com, you actually you get a signed copy and you get what I call a sovereignty note, mm -hmm. which is a one card personalized tarot reading um, from my Celtic wisdom tarot deck that I've been using for 20 years. I didn't create it myself, but it's one of those card decks that created me. Uh, yeah. um, and so it's and it and certainly informed what I learned from working with that deck got me, you know, deeper into um everything in the book. You know, I bought it on Halloween, 1999, when I was a student oh in Galway. Oh. And um, so I use that deck um, and do a one card reading. So you can get the book directly from me, or you can find it on Amazon as, as an ebook or hardcover, wherever you like. Um, and you can order it from your local bookseller. They'll oh. have it in their system if you ask for the sovereignty, not by Marisa Gowdy. So mm. knowing how important it is to shop small and local these days, that's there too. That's awesome. I say go to the website so you could get a signed copy. Like that's yeah. super cool. And you can get a special little um, read and a note. I think that's so cool. Um, so also, how do you work with others then? Are you concentrated? Do you have like a genre that you're in, like fictional? Are you more non-fictional? Just how do you work with others? Um, I So my people who come to me are generally entrepreneurs, transformation professionals, as you described at the beginning. I love working with energy healers and psychotherapists and coaches and spiritual teachers. I mean, right now I've been surrounded by these amazing women who do women's circles. And it's just this sense of like, yes, like the, we need this more than ever mm -hmm. um, to find ways to come together. Um, so mostly we're working on this idea of how to tell your own stories in order to illuminate the paths for others. Um, I like to think of it in a way as, as world building, which is something that comes from fiction. Like when you read fantasy fiction, the, the writer put a lot of effort into world building, you know, everything from what color was the sky to like, 
can horses fly to, you know, is there a royal structure? All these little things. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we can see that we are as entrepreneurs, as people who are really creating experiences with our businesses, because we're not here just for the bottom line. We're not here to sell widgets. We're here to take our passions and somehow transfer them to those who need them and make a livelihood in the process because, you know, overhead exists. But in that, we're creating a world. So what does it mean to have those stories that are rooted in your own experience, the stories that are rooted in your own culture and places of passion, the stories that come from what you love most. So in some ways it's like branding. Yes. Like, you know, if you're somebody who loves hiking, you're not going to have a brand that's covered with skyscrapers, you know, at the most basic level. But when we take it down to that heart level of the stories you're going to tell, the world you're going to create and invite people into is really informed by all of who you are. And so when I'm working with women, either, you know, teaching them storytelling as a way to, you know, build their businesses um, or doing that one-on-one work that says like, okay, so there's a fire within you, but something is stopping it from you know, shining out into the world. It's like having a lantern with all of the shutters down. How do we pull up one shutter at a time and another shutter? And so that you start feeling like, oh, wait, I am my own source of light. Oh, it's getting out there. Oh, the rays are starting to reach. (gasps) I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing in this world. It's starting to really make sense as I give to the world, it's giving back to me. I love that analogy that you just start lifting the shutters a little at a time because we all have a light in us. So you just got to, sometimes it's a little um, lifting the shutter one at a time or letting a little bit of the light out at a time is a little less scary too. Cause um, at least for myself, you know, sharing your story at first can be, can be scary because you're going through, you know, probably a lot of the mindset things. What are people going to think if I share my mm-hmm. story? Does anybody even want to hear my story? Would this mm-hmm. even help anybody? You know, all of those, all of that stuff that flies through our head. So I really love yeah. that you, it's just a, a little process. You don't have to jump in all at once, but you just start by opening one shutter. Yeah. We work our way towards building yeah. the bonfire, yeah. but we'll yeah. start with the lantern. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So tell me, so that's your Sovereign Rider Circle. Is that like a monthly membership that you have for your? It is. And it's actually, it's so interesting. You and I are having this conversation that I am in the process of rewriting a lot of my story and rebuilding my world in the sense of like, oh, it's actually my continent's a little bigger than I thought. And there's more room here. Um, So I'm in the process right now of shifting the sovereign writer circle to become the sovereign wisdom circle, because what I've recognized in working with these amazing women who come together is, as we'd said earlier, the writing is the vehicle. And what I'm most interested in is calling people in who have something to say in the sense that they are calling in all of these diverse experiences and insights, and it's starting to coalesce and being called being called together, and it's coming through as writing. But we're not gathering together necessarily as strictly as writers because we talked about before. There's that sense of people have a lot of ideas in their head about what that means, yeah. And you know, oh, well, do I have to be a real writer to be part of this group? Am I trying to publish? In 
as I've been re- leading this group over the last three years, it's this understanding of we're, and I mentioned I'm working with women who create women's circles. In so many ways, what I'm creating here is a women's circle in which we gather together to write regularly several times in the month. We also gather to do what I call a story healing and writing coaching call where we talk through those creative blocks and we do the group work together. And then I also lead a um, a monthly workshop or I have a guest come in. You know, last month we talked about the power of creative ritual and how to create your own. Um, so by the time this podcast is coming out, I am hoping that on the website, you'll see the Sovereign Wisdom Circle and and an invitation to that. And, you know, like anything, it takes a while sometimes for us to fully lean into like, I created that container, mm-hmm. made a lot of good, good drinks in this container, but I think the container uh, wants to shift and change and hey, y'all want to come with me? Yes. Awesome. So, um, so stay tuned for the Sovereign Wisdom Circle and how it comes through. That's so cool. And I think that it's, I think it's important that you bring that up too, because you say you've been running that for about three years. So I just think that that's a really important lesson that like things are meant to shift and change you. We obviously can't be doing the same thing. We, I'm sure maybe at some point you got kind of stuck in that like comfort level of, okay, I know what to expect with this group. Like I'm running it. There's this, there's this, but where you have comfort, there's no more growth. So um, I think that it's important, especially as an entrepreneur, like you're shifting, you're pivoting, you're, you're putting, making yourself a little uncomfortable because you're like, okay, mm-hmm. we're pivoting this thing that's been working. And now you're right. gonna, now you get to step up right. and grow more. So I think that's, yeah. And it's that sense of too, like, when can you give yourself permission and find the courage? Like it sounds, some words sound really easily defined writing. Everyone knows what that is. Mm-hmm. What's wisdom. At this point, I'm realizing that wisdom, which is such a big open term, I'm like, no, I can live into that and embody that and hold that out for people and say, hey, come play over here in a way that something as um, you know pragmatic as writing, I can't do that right now because that's not where I'm resonating. It's more this sense of like, what does it mean for us to embody and become more wise? I love that. I love that. So tell me too, I've got here, I've got Another thing that I'm really curious about, we are seven, your hashtag seven magic words project. Do you mind telling us just a little bit about that? Yeah. So that's been, wow. I think that's been three and a half years and more in the mix. Um, I was for a while, I was doing it every, at the turn of every season, it was a free online challenge in which you'd be invited to find seven magic words based on daily prompts. And the prompts are always something like, it's a word that. So it's a word that enlivens, a word that illuminates, a word that frees. And the way I like to think of it is, you know, words are doorways, right? So when you can find one single word and distill your day down to one single word, that then opens up an entirely new chamber in which you can discover all these new stories and ways of looking at things. So when you take your perspective from, well, gosh, okay, Marisa gave me this prompt at seven o'clock this morning, a word that inspires, I don't know, nothing, everything, every word in the world, work through your day, looking for one word that inspires, maybe it's laughter, maybe it's prayer, maybe it's, you know, movement, whatever it is, that word helps to focus you And then it opens you up to tell a whole new story because I now know the story of 
inspiration and what that looks like for me. I love so, yeah. So we've created an amazing community of people who, you know, have become the magic makers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, right now, if you go to my website, you can actually get um, access to our most recent challenge. You join my cool. list. If you go to um, the magic words tab there, um, you'll get the, um, get, get a week of prompts and be invited to join our magic words collective, which is our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those, it's an absolute labor of love. And there's like, that's, I, if I start to get this, like, once I finish, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> and then I, it's like a couple months later, I'm like, hmm, I haven't done a magic words in a while. I'm kind of starting to feel like we need one again. Um, so, you know, so getting on the list um, and checking out this first one will have be, let you know exactly when the next one is happening. Cause it's always, you know, I haven't done one since June now. I'm starting to feel like we all need a little more of a magical infusion. So um, there might be something in, on the horizon. Out. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. Let's make magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really, I love the idea of the prompts because like you said, it's almost kind of forcing you, <laughs> forcing you to go through your day looking yeah. for that, looking for inspirational things. Like you're, like you said, you're focused mm. on that then. And like when you're looking for inspiration, yeah. are you having time to, you know, feel sorry for yourself or look for be anxious about something or be worried about something? If you're actively looking like, no, I have to find something inspirational. You don't have room for yeah. the <laughs> Right. And it's, it's remembering that, you know, the inspirational, the magic, the creative is found within the everyday. Mm-hmm. Because especially now when so many of us have been homebound for so long, like <laughs> how do we continue to say like, all right, the magic is not in Bali or at Disney World or in Ireland. Like the magic is in my kitchen when I can open myself up to seeing these experiences with new eyes. And then you don't even have to open your eyes all the way, just like a crack about like, I could give that the side eye and be like, I see the magic in the midst of that. It looks like a blender, but you know, there's possibility because blending helps us integrate and it mixes things together. And you can think about it metaphorically. Hey, that's kind of an interesting mix. And maybe the smoothie tastes better after that. You know, I mean, just, you get to play with it at wherever you are. And if you make some magical fairy story, you're, you know, weaving something out of moonbeams. Awesome. I'd love to read it. (laughs) And if it's like, and then I didn't actually scream at my children for the, you know, the messy handprints all over everything because I was in the magic space. That's a win too. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's the biggest win. (laughs) The biggest (laughs) win. 100%. So I love that you share that with us. There's just, you can find magic in your everyday. And I think that that's important right now because um, I fell a little bit into that too, just kind of that stuck feeling of like, oh, I want to get out. I want to travel. I want to see things. So it it became about looking at what's around me. What's just right here in my neighborhood. What can I go outside and see that maybe I haven't even seen before because I'm so busy just like going here and here and here. What can you literally just, open your eyes and step, step into a room or step outside and just what's something really beautiful and magical you can see around you. Yeah. Cause magic is the art of changing consciousness at will. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's a, um, a quote, but Starhawk, who's uh, one of the biggest teachers of uh, Wiccanism and paganism really made popular. It comes from an 18th century writer, but um, 19th century, 
magic is the art of changing consciousness at will, then we all want to practice magic and we all have the capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily about levitating. <laughs> yeah, you can. And then by all means, send me a picture. I'd like to see it. Right. But if it's, if it's a story of changing your consciousness, I'd like to hear that too. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Marissa, tell us where we can connect with you um, online, your website, and do you have social media accounts we could follow you? Do so. MarisaGowdy.com is my home on the web, but um, Instagram, find me at Marisa Gowdy. I have a couple of different Facebook pages, uh, one dedicated to my book, The Sovereignty Knot, and the other is a little more about my writing, coaching, and story healing work. So if you look up my name on Facebook, you'll find me in either place. Very awesome. And I will make sure everything will be linked in show notes. So you guys can go down and look at that and link straight over to everything that Marisa has been talking about. So before we close out, do you have anything else that you um, wanted to add? Or is there anything we didn't touch on that you had to share? You asked such great questions. I just want to, pre- I just want to say thank you for like, just really um, holding such wonderful space. Um I just want to kind of leave us with this idea of like, if you leave this conversation, like, oh, Marisa Gowdy, yeah, something about sovereignty. And I guess she's a writing coach. I don't really write. It's instead like that invitation to say, what's your your relationship with words? What's your relationship with the ideas that come through you and use language to come through? You know, what, what's, you know, isn't it amazing how spell S P E L L means both the thing we teach kids how to do in first grade. And it's that magical incantation that we use in order to make something wonderful happen. We are constantly here to cast these new, these spells of renewal and awakening and connection and peace and all the good stuff we want in life. And a lot of times that comes through with our ability to access our creativity and to tell our stories. So if that's something that people are interested in doing, I would love to play more in that space with them. Yes, most definitely. Go and check out Marisa. And I just, I want to say too, I love, I've never even made a connection with the spell you know, spell and spell. So that's just mm. a little mind blown right now. <laughs> right? It's kind of fun. I know. Cool. Another space to do that is when you start looking at the people you love and know really well, you'll start finding echoes in each other's names, whether it's like, that was my grandmother's name or those letters, like that, th- those three or four letters are in my middle name as well. And I'm finding different, oftentimes it's it's different goddesses, different divine beings showing up in name after name. And it's like, it's just remarkable where, you know, again, the sacred and the divine and the magical are hiding in plain sight, like on our birth certificates. <laughs> so when we can give ourselves that ability to play with language and letters, you know, that's something that's always accessible to us no matter where we are and no matter, you know, how much we may feel isolated from a lot of other parts of our lives. It's there for you. Wow. Marisa, I just want to thank you so much for being on and sharing today. I feel like I have learned so much and um, just so many cool things that you have said today that have inspired me. And I'm like, I'm ready to go to go tackle my book and look at that again. And so I just, I really want to thank you for being on and um, 
for sharing with us today and taking the time to be here. Oh, thank you, Christy. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.